Hey guys, welcome to the RFPC podcast. Join me, Ruby, your host, and the twins weekly as we cover topics from training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and everything there and in between. You'll get absolutely no bullshit from us, just real open and honest conversation and some lols along the way. So if you want to enhance your lifestyle and go beyond the standard, then sit back, tune in, and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the RF, RFPC podcast. So it's a solo episode today, first ever first ever solo episode. So in this episode, obviously the twins aren't here, so this is just the solo episode with me. So I do want to start off by saying actually that I tend to go on tangents a lot, so this like this podcast could literally go anywhere. I do have a topic that I'm going to be focusing on, obviously, um, but just the way that I talk and the way that I am, it's probably going to go on a tangent here, there, somewhere. Um, So, and rather than doing spot of the week in um, the solo episodes, I'm going to do a win for the week instead. I do this with my clients every single week, making sure that they have at least one victory that came out of the week, because there is always a victory in the week that has just been. I have actually had quite a few um, this week, so it's actually quite hard to narrow it down. Um, but I'm going to have to say that filming the podcast with the twins, our first ever one, was probably just because I've wanted to do this for so long. Like I've wanted to film a podcast, film a podcast, record a port. It's already started. The malfunctions have already started. Um, I've always wanted to record a podcast. Um, um, But initially I was, I don't want to say initially, but as sort of business progressed and before I brought the twins on, it just wasn't something that was possible with the time that I had. So I was prioritizing time to clients um, and like the programming and all that side of things. But now that I've taken the twins on um, and we're a little business, uh, I do have a little bit more time that I can come on and record it. And honestly, you, the demand, the demand from you guys for a podcast is insane. And ultimately, it is the reason why it's existing right now is because you guys want it. So what you want, you shall have. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to dive straight in to this topic. So I'm going to cover my fitness journey. And I've literally been thinking for like the last, I guess, 30 minutes or whatever of how to actually start and go about this because like without structure I go on tangents but it's sort of like I didn't really have a structure for this I just wanted to come on here and talk shit essentially um so where did my fitness journey start going through like high school and all that sort of stuff I wasn't like I guess what you'd call a particularly like athletic individual like I enjoyed doing PE for the most part but I wasn't all that like real invested into it. Um, the only other sort of thing that I did was netball. Like I played netball. I think I played netball ever since I was like five or six or like from quite a young age. And it's something that I still really, really love now. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much up until literally up until I decided I wanted to um, enlist into the army. I was pretty much doing netball. Netball was my pretty much only source of fitness. Um, So you can imagine that only having that as your source of fitness, while as game fitness and all that is all well and good, it's not always, like you're not always as fit as you think you are. So first mistake I made was, (laughs) actually no, I'm not going to call it a mistake. It was at the the time, I just, I thought I was going to be fine. Um, Classic 
um, overconfident Ruby just being like, oh, she'll be right. Um, I'm saying um a lot, so I do apologize. I'll stop doing that. Literally went to go do it again. So as part of the enlistment process, you have to do a PFA, a basic, uh, a um, pre-entry, pre-entry enlistment standard. Thank you very much, Ruby. So yeah, you have to do the PFA. And as part of the process, they usually get you to do a practice. So I'm thinking I'm going to kill it in the game. Like I've played netball all season. I'm going to be awesome. I was quite wrong. Got there, failed the beep test. And I was like, oh, heck. Like it was the actual reality check that I needed to be like, if you really want this, you have to go and do something about it. So coming from country Victoria, and from where I was living, like I lived out of town, the town that I lived in didn't actually have a gym. So I was like, heck, like, how am I going to make this work? Just so happened that some um, family friends that I had at the time who lived in the same town were getting into boxing. So I was like, that sounds cool. Like that'll do. So I started boxing. I did this for, I'm going to say it was a good six months, maybe before my enlistment date. It was anywhere between that time frame, And what that really consisted of was obviously boxing, but some conditioning classes as part of that. So on the Mondays we would do conditioning at the start and then move into a bit of boxing. And then on Wednesdays we'd predominantly just do boxing. But what that did was it helped build my capacity. And it really helped with my push-ups because the family friend that I went with, we both just loved to talk and would mess around. And our, like, I guess punishment... Uh, you could call it was to do push-ups. So we got a lot of push-ups in. <laughs> so that was definitely um, a saving grace for me because it really helped with my push-ups coming into army. So that is pretty much, I'm going to say, like the starting point of um, my, I, my passion for fitness. That was something that I really, really enjoyed. It was challenging. It was something different. You know, it got me out. And then I didn't do too much running other than at netball training and then the sporadic ones where I'm like, oh, I just feel like going doing heel sprints or something like that. So it wasn't really anything structured. I just kind of went and did it and relied on the boxing and netball to get me over the line. Um, and then th I guess this brings me to when I enlisted. So obviously you enlist, duh. Go to Kapuka, you go through all the structured training there, then you go to your IETs and you start, it's not obvious to all of you, so I'm really sorry that I keep saying obviously. When when you get to IETs, the PT there is also quite structured because you have to, you have to meet certain standards. So for me, the jump, I didn't find Kapuka all that physically challenging no, that's not quite like what I'm looking for. It was challenging. Like it was definitely challenging, but in hindsight, I didn't struggle as much as I thought I would. Um, like, you know, there were still things that were quite challenging, like the running um, and, you know, putting like body armor on for the first time and carrying a pack outfield. Like that was all challenging, but it wasn't with, it wasn't outside of my capability. When I got to IETs, which is your initial employment training, that is when it starts to get amped up a little bit. So when I went through, the standards were 
particularly for one of the assessments, was a pack march with 35 to 40 kilos for 10 kilometers. And for those who don't quite know me, I'm quite a midget. I'm five foot seven or something like that. Editor Emerson here uh, to call out Ruby's bullshit. Um, she is not five seven. I think she wishes she was five seven. But she's probably five two, five three at the fucking most. You know, I just thought I'd come on here to clarify that because we can't have Ruby going on about her life thinking she's five seven. Like reality check, honey. We're almost the same height. And if I'm five one, that does not make you five seven. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. Back over to the podcast. And so, yeah, I'm a small. When I put the pack on, I was a pack with legs. I am a pack with legs when I've got the pack on. And the jump in training and the sort of baseline strength and, I guess, conditioning that you have to have for that. Like, the first time I put on a 30-kilo pack, I was literally like, holy fucking shit, this is heavy. Uh, And at the time, I was like 52 kilos dripping wet. Like, I was tiny. And so it was big. It was it was like, you know, it was a very challenging time for me. But you do get put through structured training to help build you up, to help build build that engine. You do lead up pack marches. So it's not like you're just grabbed and then chucked straight into the deep end. However, in hindsight, and I guess this is where I'm going with this whole podcast, this is something that I'm so passionate about, is the pre-enlistment standards do not set you up for success when it comes to assessments like this, particularly if you're going into combat and combat support corps. The pre-enlistment standard is is, is bullshit. I, like, I, I'm, I'm going to come out and say that. is it's, it's fucking bullshit when it comes to what is actually required of you when you come in. Even, even the jump from the PFA to the BFA and the PFTs um, for Air Force and Navy equivalent is, is huge. And it creates a lot of anxiety around it. But that is another whole topic in itself. Um, So while I was good at push-ups and, like, had a little bit of conditioning before I joined, when it came to building up for pack marches and all that sort of stuff, I was not quite there. And eventually it got to a point where I got injured. So I got through most of um, the training pretty, pretty well. Um, I would think I wasn't like, you know, top of the class or anything like that. And I got exposed to a lot of new exercises that I had no idea about. Um, but yeah, and the pack marches as well, like they were for me, probably the most challenging, um, particularly at that time, because I was carrying more than half my body weight. Like I, as I said, I was 52 kilos dripping wet, carrying anywhere between 35 to almost 40 kilos for 10 kilometers. So it was, it was a bit And so I got through most of that. It wasn't until I actually was on the assessment, on um, my PESA assessment, I was halfway through the pack march and I just felt like this tug and this just like this tug in my back, like this tweak. And then it just, it just seized. Like it was quite painful. It literally felt like someone had almost like shoved like a hot iron, like in the right side of like my spine and had just like, you know how you get like a, almost like a Chinese burn? It was almost like that. And then just everything was like seized up. But I was like, there is no way I'm failing. Like, I'm just going to get through this. Um, like, I don't want to have to do it again. I want to get to my unit. Like, that was the mentality that I was in. So 
I finished the pack march. As soon as I dropped my pack, I like, guys, it was, it was painful um, to say the least. So we dropped our pack. We're moving on to the other components. And I just felt like crying the entire time. Like it was, it was honestly awful. The, like the pain that I was in, but just in my mind, I was like, just get through it. It just like, it's, you don't want to have to do it again. Just get through it. Just get through it. And it, it served me up to a point. Um, and then it came to doing the box lift and I just could not get into a position. I just could not lift it. It was, it was, it was quite painful. And it got to a point where the, um, PTI there at the time was just like, stop, put it down. Like there's something not right. And I just was holding in my tears because I was like, I don't want to have to do it again. Like, just please let me do it. Uh, but yeah, moral of the story, like I didn't end up completing the assessment, pulled off the injury. Um, so yeah, the recovery from that, and I have to say, and I, this is when I sort of struggle to like, I guess, articulate that part of the story because it's still something that I reflect on now and see a lot of growth that came from it. But at the time it was, it was awful. Like I was, I had to stay back after the rest of my course left. Like that played quite a big mental game. But then obviously when you're injured as well, for those of you who have it, it it plays with your head a little bit because you're not able to do what you normally would. Like I could, I could barely walk. I couldn't even do my bra up. I couldn't even put my boots on. It was just for a time, it was so just, I downplayed it, I think, a lot to a lot of people, but just, like, within myself, it was, like, it was hard. Um, and then not really having a, a knowing or a time frame of when it was going to get better, it was, yeah, all I wanted to do was just go in and jump in and do the assessment again and just get through and get out of there. Like, I just wanted to go with my course, go with my friends, go to the unit. But, yeah, this injury did hold me back a little bit. So... I was out of action for a couple of weeks just to let it like recover a little bit before I moved into the more like rehab space uh, to start like building myself back up to the pack marches again. And this was the first time I ever got exposed to a gym. (laughs) Um, So in the rehab process, like you go to the um, PTIs, uh, for those of you in defense will know this, you go to the PTIs usually and you get a rehab program. And so getting this rehab program, um, and I was like, I have no idea how to do any of this. So yeah, literally the first time I ever got exposed to gym equipment and all that was literally through this program. So yeah, it's kind of whack to think back then. It was like, I didn't even know how to like do a, like load, like, you know, like how you have to put the little pin in the weights. Like I had to be like taught how to do that and all these exercises. So Yeah, but as I was going through that remedial program, I just, something clicked for me. I just loved it. I started enjoying PT so much more and I wanted to get back to it. I wanted to get back into that space. Um, I enjoyed the sessions. I hated missing out on group PT. Like I hated it. Holla team, back to the episode shortly. If you like this episode, please hit the download button and also share it on your story. And if you think of someone that might benefit from it, make sure you send it off to them as well. Also, please make sure you're following us on Instagram, rubyfuss underscore RFPC for weekly content. Back to the episode. 
so yeah, I started the rehab program. That was the first time I ever, I actually did a um, thing on my story the other day of using the exact, so the gym that I'm working at right now at work is the gym that I trained in as a trainee. So that literal first equipment that I got shown on that like first piece of gym equipment that I'd actually used is still there. And I used it again the other day and put it on my story. And I didn't even sort of realize until I was going back to edit the videos to put it on my story that I was like, heck, like that was actually the first bit of equipment that I was on. And it just, it just perplexes me. I was like, that's, that's kind of cool. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that went on for a period of time. And that is just where I know is like that. That was that pinpoint of when my passion for weights and training came from. And then moving through um, this process of retraining up to be able to carry a pack again. I, it was again, challenging. It, it was challenging because I had back flare ups all the time, but I would just kind of ignore them and keep going. But then there would be other days that I couldn't, I'd get pulled off pack marches. And then that would mess with my head because I'm like, I'm, I'm stronger than this. I just like, why can't I do it? And it played with my head a lot. And then at that time as well, what I in hindsight now know, and I don't regret doing it because I had a lot of fun times and met a lot of good people but I was also going out and I was drinking a lot on the weekends like sometimes going on like weekend benders I wasn't really fueling myself properly so I had to learn a lesson in a big way of that lifestyle and my training like even though I was training and still doing that lead up training, like the effects of like alcohol and big weekends out and all that sort of stuff was the difference between me being at, I guess, like an athletic potential to pass at that time and it having drastic effects on actually my fitness and also my mindset as well. Um, and I, this is where I guess the click came for me in terms of my mindset and how important and how just influential your mindset is when it comes to this sort of stuff and training in general is in some of these pack marches, my mind would give up before my body was ready. And it wasn't until the PDIs got me onto a, a book called Unbeatable Mind and reading that was incredible. Like it changed my perspective on my mindset exponentially and going forward after I failed the second time and after I failed the second time, I have no one else to blame but myself. Um, Like, you know, the first time I got pulled off for injury, like, you know, there was that external circumstance. This second time, it was my own fault. I didn't obviously like going out and drinking and, you know, living that lifestyle and not fueling myself properly. I, I said, I did not set myself up for success. And at the time I was in denial about that. I just wanted to blame external circumstances. I didn't want to take ownership of that. But as soon as I realized this and I took ownership of it and I was, I just, I just had this click one day. It's like, I am so sick of being a victim to, this whole scenario. Like if I want to change and if I want to get somewhere, it has to be me and it has to be what I want. And I actually have to go and fucking do it. Like no one's going to do it for me. I have to actually want it bad enough. And I actually have to want it to be able for it to come into fruition. So after having that conversation with myself, like I cut down on the drinking, I 
uh, like hit up the PDIs for more advice, more training, more nutrition advice, um, especially because, as I said, like I was quite small. I needed to actually put on a bit of mass <laughs> to sort of help with everything. But yeah, I cut down the alcohol and the drinking, went out and was mostly just Deso or just didn't have as much to drink, didn't go on as many benders. And I focused on my fitness and how I showed up in those sessions. And they were challenging. They were. They were mentally challenged. Like I even go back and look at some of them now and I was like, I'm like, heck, they are very good sessions. No wonder I was fit. Um, so some days training twice a day, like doing these remedial sessions and also doing staff PT and a little bit extra on the side with like Jerry's and all that sort of stuff. Like I wanted it so bad. I wanted to get out of that place so bad and be with my friends and just go in and do the job that I was training for. And then in the background of all this, I was, I've been told my entire career, even at like Kapuka and all that, are you sure you want to go artillery? Are you sure you want to do that? Like, you're so small. We don't want you to break. Um, like, you know, there was, I, I know now for a lot of, for a lot of those people, what they were saying were coming from, it was coming from a good place, but I was like, watch me, like, watch me fucking do it because I will do this and I will achieve that. And I kind of in that interim forgot that, I not forgot that part of me, but I guess I don't know if I ignored it or what it was, but it wasn't my sole focus. And then, you know, it, it like having that conversation with myself, it just reiterated that like, you know, I want this bad enough and I'm going to prove those people wrong and prove to people that I can do this and that I am capable. And most importantly, I wanted to prove it to myself that I could actually do it, that I could achieve what I wanted and that I could, you know, just defy expectations of people thinking like, like yes, to a degree I did break. Um, like I did get injured, but I didn't want that injury to be what held me back. I, as I said, I played victim to it for so long, um, that it just got to a point where I was like, nah, I'm done with playing a victim to this. I'm actually going to do something about it. I know what, like, I know I'm capable of this. And as soon as I started shifting my mindset and especially in those pack marches, rather than when it sort of started getting hard and sore and all that, rather than sort of just being like, oh, you know, I'm sore, it hurts, like, you know, it's easier to stop here than keep going. I started shifting my mindset towards positive affirmations and actually having that intrinsic motivation to want to pass and to want to do it. So I guess a way to explain it is like when it started, like pack marching, it never gets more comfortable. It's never, it never gets more comfortable. You just learn ways in to keep going and I just started saying to myself, like, one foot front of the other, make it to the next tree, make it to the next post. You want this, you want this. And as soon as I started doing that and shifting my mindset, every time it sort of started getting hard, I was just like, nah, you're capable of this. Like, you know, you kind of like no pain, no gain. But like, it's it was that mentality that I started adopting and telling myself that I could do it, that I was strong enough and that I was capable. And guys, I just, I can't even explain to you enough the impact that had and the change that that had on on everything um in this though like I downplayed my back injury quite a bit like it still flared up I just pushed through it a lot um I do though remember in the lead up um the week before the actual assessment you do your final nine kilometer pack march and my back had been relatively good up until then, but it just had like this massive flare up on that pack march. And I was just trying to push through, push through, but I was dropping behind time. 
and I was like, I was crying and I was just like walking, but I was still like, like I was literally crying and just being like one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, get it done, get it done. Like that was just what was going through my head. Um, but then one of the instructors stopped me. Um, I got picked up and, um, all that. And that played with my head that entire week. And I was so nervous that next week because I was like, if I couldn't even get through the 9k last week, like how am I going to get through the whole assessment on this? And I caught that. I caught that in that moment and was like, you know, if you're going to keep thinking this way, of course it's going to happen. Like, of course it's going to happen that way. So change the way that you're thinking. And as soon as I changed the way that I thought in that moment and about that assessment, like everything changed. Like, yes, I was shit nervous that day before and that morning off. Like I felt sick. I was so nervous. Like even trying to like eat porridge in the morning, I was, or oats or porridge, fucking whatever. Um, I was so nervous. Like I felt so sick. Even um, like one of my good mates at the time, he was like, I'm literally worried about you. Like you're usually so like sprite, like you just won't talk. And I was like, I just... I feel so sick and I'm so nervous. But then once we started the pack march, I just, I, I can't even, even really explain it now. I just went in with the intention of passing, that I was going to kill it, that it was going to be easy. And it was like the difference between the week before and that day was just like, it was chalk and fucking cheese, chalk and cheese. Because I got through it, passed the assessment. And at the end, I was like, I just, I was so proud of myself. I was like, literally just changing my mindset and doing the work, you know, all that lead up, just it, it paid off. It paid off. And after that moment and after passing that, like that was, I guess, like the reiteration that I needed that like, you're literally capable of everything or you're capable of anything and that your mindset matters. Mindset matters and the importance of, you know, building yourself up, building yourself up physically and mentally. Um, because that mental toughness piece, that mental resilience and the way that you approach things and the mindset that you take into things, particularly like physical endeavors, it's it's so important. And mindset can be the difference between succeeding and pulling through with something and and not essentially. And, and that was a big lesson that I learned. Um, and then moving on from there, I passed the assessment, got to go to my unit. It was super exciting. Um, and then I just started having, I guess, a curiosity for fitness and started going on doing my own education, would follow people on Instagram, would follow people on YouTube and just start like following all that sort of stuff. Um, I went through a massive sort of like lower body day every day um, kind of person. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. I just went in and did exercises that I saw and thought were cool and all that. And yeah, to a degree it worked for me for a time. Um, And like, you know, I was doing unit PT and all that in amongst that. And then I'm still trying to find and think about where it clicked for me that I wanted to become a fitness leader. I'd like, I'd, I've been trying to think about it of where that moment just clicked. All I knew is just in the process of um, going on and doing my own training and uh, like, you know, getting more into my fitness and all that, that that's what I was passionate about. And that's what I wanted to do. So what basically what a fitness leader is, for those of you who don't know, is they can run, it's a course that you do that you can run PT for like your unit and other people when say like a PTI isn't present or your, um, 
like helping out the PTIs with PT and all that. At my unit at the time, we didn't actually have a PTI really posted there. So it came onto our CFLs, um, sorry, fitness leaders to run the PT. And I just fell in love with that as well. And then brings me to our COVID lockdown. So in that time, I, I had a coach at the time and the way it all sort of unfolded, I started getting very obsessive about exercise. So I went to a pretty big extreme. Like I started leaning out a lot. I just, you know, I wanted to keep being fitter and fitter. Like I wanted to keep up with the boys. I wanted to be better than the boys. Like I just wanted to be awesome. I wanted to be a weapon. Um, And in doing that, I always thought more and more and more and more was better. And if I wasn't doing more, then I wasn't going to get fitter. And then during the COVID lockdown and stuff, like I was training twice a day. I was going like, because we were allowed to still go for walks and stuff. Like I was going for two walks a day. Like I was just doing a lot and not eating a lot either. Like I use this time as such a big, like shredding opportunity because like, you know, I wanted to get leaner. I wanted to get fitter. And it it got to a point where I was, training so much and under eating that I lost my period. I lost my menstrual cycle. And in this as well, I developed like disordered eating habits. I would, you know, eat pretty much like a peasant during the weeks and all that. Like I was on next to no calories. I... Well, I wouldn't say I was on next to no calories. I was on, I think it was like 17, anywhere between like 1500 and 1700. But for the activity I was doing, it was not enough. It was not enough. Um, And I'd fill myself up with like, you know, huge voluminous foods and all that. And like, just remember being so like uncomfortable for a time, but then like, you know, waking up absolutely shredded. Like I just was not very knowledgeable about anything essentially. So And the coach at the time that I had, I don't think particularly understood, especially when we were doing unit PT before the COVID lockdown in doing unit PT and then training again and being on that lower calories was just not enough to obviously sustain myself. So doing that long term, I lost my menstrual cycle. Um, My hormones got so out of whack. My thyroid was so out of whack. Like it was just this... And I was in denial that anything was wrong, but it wasn't until I listened to a podcast and I can't really remember what podcast it was, but it was talking about the long-term effects of not having your menstrual cycle and how this could potentially be occurring. And the more that I thought about it, I was like, oh my God, that is me. That is me. Like I have not had a period in six months. I... I'm super lean. I'm tired all the time. I don't want to move. I had literally had to like, I was still so passionate about training, but I was just exhausted, absolutely exhausted when I wasn't training. And I was just like, um, doing like other stuff and lying on the couch. Like I was just exhausted, so exhausted. And then when it came to the food side of things as well, it was like a binge restrict cycle Um, I'd restrict so much that when I was like at social occasions or anything like that, where there was foods that I restricted myself from, like I would just gorge, like I would just binge like fuck on these foods. Like I would eat until I physically felt 
ill. Like, but the most messed up thing was that I was so physically full that it hurt. Like I wanted to either like vomit or I was so bloated or anything like that. But I did not in my mind feel like I was full or that I was satisfied. So like I was physically feeling discomfort and that I was full, but mentally I was just like, I'm so hungry. Like I could just keep eating. I want to keep eating like all this foods here. I can't control myself. It was just this huge cycle and I was in denial about it. And people like, oh my God, you can eat so much for a small human. And it's like, yeah, I can. But it's also because I've been restricting myself from a lot of food for a long time. And now I just can't control myself. So Coming to that realization was a bit of a slap in the face, but in saying that it was the reality check that I needed. And in that process of self-educating on what I'd done to myself and what was happening and working through it and wanting to get better and wanting to do better, I it's, it's ultimately how I've become a coach today was going through those experiences myself, further educating through podcasts, through through study, through all that sort of stuff, because it got to a point where I was like, I cannot keep sustaining this. Like I need to heal myself because it's not normal to not have a period. It's not, it's not normal to have that fixation on food and to literally not have hunger cues, to not really know when you like, just to feel hungry all the time and not know when you're full. And it was just, it was awful. So yeah, that was like that phase of my fitness journey. And then I started listening to the STC Fit podcast. I can't even remember how I got onto it or how it popped up or I like, I honestly don't know. Um, But yeah, I started listening to the um, STC Fit podcast and particularly on my walks during this time, like I would just binge their episodes and they'd come out with one every week. And I was still with my other coach at this time, um, just doing sort of like home sessions that he ran and then running my own. And then just the more I heard um, Ben and Jay's talk on this podcast, I was like, you know, I'm just like resonating with everything that they're saying and this is cool. And um, it just like I, it got to a point where the, with the previous coach I had, I started to realize that, oh, my God, like he has not had my best interests at heart. Like he hasn't really actually been listening to my goals. He has no idea that I'm in this place that I'm doing. He's just like, yeah, congratulations. Like, you know, you're leaner this week. This is awesome. Um, joined my 12 week challenge. Um, so yeah. And then hearing Ben and Jay's talk on this podcast, I was like, I just felt so aligned with what they were saying. And it, I hit up Ben. Actually, no, Ben, he hit me up in the DMs first. Um, and I can't remember this because I shared the podcast or anything like that, but we started talking. Um, and like, you know, I guess I started sending him like videos and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, and then, yeah, long story short, booked in a consult with Ben and was like, Hey, I want you to coach me. So that is how I ended up, um, starting coaching with Ben and worked out. Yeah. I think we worked out the other day. I've been with Ben now for three years. So yeah, how good. Um, and in that process with Ben and I have to like, I've got to give so much credit to Ben for like everything that he's also helped me through with this in helping me structure my training, further educate me. Um, and like, I've just learned so much from him and the STC fit world. And again, ultimately I've got them to thank for where I am today. Uh, so yeah, I started on with Ben. Um, we upped my calories. We started actively putting on weight, um, which, 
led to increased energy levels. Like I cannot even begin to tell you guys just the difference in my energy levels. And it was insane. Just, I was a completely different person. Like I was, I had energy. I could like, you know, like I'm even getting lost for words just at how different I felt and how good I felt. And obviously there was a period of time where it's like, you know, I'm actively gaining weight and I'm seeing sort of like, you know, my ab definition disappear and all that. But as soon as I sort of changed my focus from being lean and all that to performing and wanting to get better, like that was super, super monumental um, for me, Um, which then leads me on to powerlifting. Um, So in working with Ben, I decided that, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to start powerlifting and what it actually sort of like, because I hadn't barbell back squatted since I did my back because the physio at the time said pretty much that you shouldn't barbell, like you shouldn't back squat ever again, like all that sort of stuff. And again, when someone tells me not that I can't do something, it just, it motivates me even more just to go and fucking do it and prove them wrong. So I guess in a way, powerlifting for me was proving like that wrong. And so, yeah. Started training for powerlifting and competed in that for two years, which was awesome. Like I learned so much again from like a mindset perspective, from a physical perspective, what you're actually capable of. Um, and just the journey through that of changing my focus to something that was more performance based, um, you know, doing powerlifting, but then also doing um like unit PT and all that. Like I started just enjoying my training so much more. Like I had a focus, I had a goal. And yeah, just like through that process, further educating myself and getting better at just doing shit. (laughs) Um, uh, Because yeah, I, yeah, developed like just this passion for powerlifting. But I also just really like doing those hard ass wads and just sessions that just mentally challenge you, mentally and physically challenge you. Um, And for those of you guys who've been following my page and all that, like you know that quite well by now. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah did that for a time and then yeah that's pretty much like the gist of my journey I feel like honestly I haven't actually done it all that much justice but just as like a a snapshot overview that is I guess where it has started and like where it is now um and now I don't even know where I'm going with this this is like so standard for me um But yeah, I guess like the point of this podcast is to just give you guys a rundown of like where my journey started and how it's, I guess, driven me to where I am today and why I'm so passionate about what I do, both through physic, like, like the physical feats of training and the mental side of things. But then also when it comes down to your health as well is, you know, finding that, that uh, I don't really like using the word like balance, but finding that point where... I've got my menstrual cycle back. I'm not falling into the trap of overtraining and underfueling and all that because I'm going to be honest, like it's still something that I have to work through today. Like I'm getting better and the um that sort of mentality pops up very few and far between now. Um whereas for a time like even you know, and I guess kudos to Ben, like he'd have to be like fucking slow down girl like you know it's less like more isn't always better and learning that lesson was huge 
her learning that lesson was huge. Um, and yeah, like, it, and it's this journey that led me to wanting to be a PTI because the PTIs back when I was going through my back injury and all that just inspired me so much because they helped me grow so much as a person. They gave me so many mental tools, mentally, mental and physical tools. They like, they just helped me out so much. They, they just inspired me so much. And what I wanted to give back was what they gave to me, like what the growth and just everything that they gave to me, the inspiration and this love for fitness and for training and just everything in between with that, I wanted to give back. So then, yeah, becoming a PTI and being able to help people on their own fitness journey, both within defense and then also with the, with RFPC as well, is helping people get through just life. And a big thing that I've realized recently is, I don't want to say like, like it's like super recent, but like in the last 12 months, is that your life doesn't need to revolve around your training. Your training supplements your life. And there's so many benefits to training and all that. So, and everyone has their own training journey and they learn things along the way. And yeah, I don't really want to make this go for any longer because it's literally just listening to me fucking talk. Um, and again, we'll deep dive into a lot of this stuff more so as like the podcast goes on and having discussions with people um, and diving into this a lot more, particularly around the mindset and around, I guess, my recovery from those health issues. Because, yeah, I only got my first cycle back in July last year. So it was a two and a half, almost three year stint to get my cycle back but it's like my whole I can like my hormones guys were messed up like they were all over the joint that and my thyroid like so the journey back has been intense um but it's also just I guess made me so passionate (laughs) about what I do um and helping people work through you know, these sorts of things. Like I'm going around in circles now. So, and mind you, it is getting late. It's usually sort of like when I start wiping down for bed. So I'm going to actually wrap this up here, knowing that I actually haven't really done this episode as much justice as I would like. Um, but at least it gives you guys, I guess, a small snapshot into what my fitness journey has been so far and gives us more to expand on in episodes um, to come. Um, and probably in hindsight might even put a little bit more structure in what I actually want to cover. But yeah, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go have a hot chocolate um, and journal and settle in for the night. But thank you guys for tuning in. And if you've made it this far, thank you so much. Um, But yeah, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys.